Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 55 five ways to deal with grief in this episode we will teach you different strategies to carry on your past loved ones legacy and connect with their energy easily and we'll also teach you how to use grief to live a more meaningful life i hope everybody enjoys the show hi guys welcome back we're so excited that you're here today we're talking about a really important topic and that is five ways to deal with grief and We were trying to think of how we could even title this because you can't move on from grief. You have to go through it. And I feel like it's a really important topic, don't you think? It is because a lot of people don't really know what to do during these situations. Mm -hmm. Um, This is another topic that you don't really talk about much growing up unless it's with your parents behind closed doors or people like that. So I think there's a need for this. It for is. this episode. Right. And like you said, it's not something, it's not like we have one solution that's going to solve everybody's problems because everybody, every situation is different. Right. And we're talking specifically about death in this situation. And, and it's funny even saying the word because thinking about it as a medium, as both of us being mediums, we know that our past loved ones don't really truly die. Their spirit lives on. So we're, we're going to get to the first um, way to really move through grief right now. Absolutely. And that goes with the first one we're talking about, which is continue to build your relationship with your past loved one. Yes. So even after they pass away and they're, they're gone from the earth plane, from the physical plane, understand that you're, you are still connected and that's not just something that sounds good. It's literally through evidence through our lives we specifically lived it and not only us people that were here before we even came to planet earth they lived it they've experienced it the connection that we always have forever and what i'm referring to is yeah meet people who are mediums people that get physical information or you know evidence from past loved ones information Mm -hmm. they should not know and not only that, sensing their past loved ones around and feeling that and experiencing that. Right. And understanding that that connection always exists. And if we build on that connection, we could continue to build a relationship with our past loved ones even after they're gone from here. Yeah. And so many people come to us and start sharing stories about you know, their, their father or their mother or their child coming through with many different signs. And they'll say, well, I'm, I'm having these dreams or at the corner of my eye, I see someone walk by and I feel like it's, you know, my past loved one, or I see butterflies outside, or I heard their laugh, or I woke up and smelt the scent of them. So these are all ways that they want you to know that they're around. And especially at the very beginning of passing, I feel like the signs are very loud and clear and we're so aware of them because they want you to be aware that they're okay and they're still around you. Right. And when you acknowledge the signs and you could do it quietly if you wanted to, Mm -hmm. I think that's a way of building the rapport with with your past loved one. Right. Because when they send you that song and you 
you're, you're aware of it out of all of the millions of things to be aware of throughout the day because it does get busy in a real in life when you go to work and you do all you know your the things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis it gets busy so it's easy to miss those signs so when you pay attention to it and you're like oh I see it yeah. and you start to connect it's building that rapport and it's building that relationship and like Lindsay's experience and I experience the more that you acknowledge these signs the more they start to show up they do and like you like Tony just said when he mentioned that sometimes we get busy with the day that's why it's so common for our past loved ones to or you're aware of their signs when you're half asleep so whether you're going to sleep or you're dreaming um, and you have a visitation from their soul their soul visits your soul or when you're just waking up in the morning, everything's extra sensitive because we're so busy with life or we're busy in grief. We're not feeling as much as they're giving us. Right. And in addition, you could, instead of just waiting for them to send you a sign too, you can ask for signs mm -hmm. and you can, you can communicate to them first, right? Yeah. What you say? So like we could actually start the process as well. So it's like a two way, it's a two way street, the same thing as it is. Here, if you're talking to somebody, it's a two-way street. Yeah, and I think at the very beginning for me, when I lost my loved one, I was asking for specific things. <clears throat> and, um, Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was asking for specific things like butterflies. I wanted blue butterflies, and they, they did show up. And I wanted it in living form. Well, I didn't say that though. I, I, I just imagined they were gonna come in living form and then I realized that I got a card in the mail with the same blue butterfly that I wanted. So just know that if you ask for something, it might not come exactly how you imagined it. Also, another thing that I realized too, when Nick passed away, he started to come through my friend's dreams and they would give me the message. Isn't that interesting how sometimes that happens where clients will say, well, why is my past loved one not coming through to me? And they're coming through to a friend. Well, because they're trying to get through to you and they will use every avenue to get through. And in that case, I would say they are coming through to you. That's why yeah. they're going through to your friend. Exactly. So it's kind of like here on planet Earth, we get these expectations and relationships and we expect people to, to act certain ways or to mm -hmm. get our validation in certain ways and maybe... It go, it's the same thing as relationships here once again. It's allow you know to allow the universe to do what it wants to do and to give yeah. you to give you the sign in the way that it wants to give you the sign or the way that the person wants to give you the sign because That's what you're wanting may not be what's best for you. Yeah. I know like for example, when you want someone to stand in front of you and you're like, I just want to see you. They don't always come through like that. They may, but it may be quick at the corner of your eye. And as you were just talking about that, I actually saw at the corner of my eye um, someone up there. Who is it? Um, I feel like it's a grandpa. So one of our hmm. grandpas. Interesting. That kind of presence. Um, so see like that, just paying attention to it. Yeah. So if you're not used to this kind of thing, which I think a lot of you are that listen to our podcast episodes, mm -hmm. but it's going to sound kind of weird. But the more that you get used to it, like Lindsay and I talk about all the time, if people heard our conversations, they'd be like, wow. If the average person heard our conversations, yeah. they'd be like, wow, this is interesting because we're so used to this. And we've built up our relationship with our past loved ones. Mm-hmm. By, by building the rapport and continuing this conversation here. And you can do that to build up the relationship. Conversate with them. Talk to them. Don't just say, show me a blue butterfly. Right. Have a conversation. Be hanging out in the car and say, ooh, um, I'm sure 
you know, blah, 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 like Tony's friend Jerry is hanging out in the back seat with us. I can imagine him doing this. You know, think about the things that they would do when they're hanging around you because they are there. If you're thinking of those things, they are there with you. Absolutely. Should we go to number two? Yes. Before we go on, though, one thing you can also write to them in a journal. So they can write through your writing and that's how you can build a relationship. It's a great idea because a lot of people, it's easier to channel. Mm -hmm. What do they call it? Automatic writing? Yeah, automatic writing. When you write, you have them write through you. You Because I'm a physical person and I think a lot of people are like this to where when you're physically doing something, it's easier to connect because you're you're getting out of your way. You're not Mm -hmm. thinking about it. So number two is for five ways to deal with grief is to feel the emotions. So like you would do with any emotions that you're feeling here, you never want to suppress them. You never want to act like they're not existing. You never want to push them to the side and be like, oh no, I feel good, I feel happy. Yeah. I'm positive, I move through it. And you know that you're lying to yourself. Don't lie to yourself, feel the emotions. Yeah, and don't feel like, if you're happy one second of the moment, don't feel guilty for being happy because they're in a place that they're okay and they're experiencing complete peace and love they're not feeling bad seeing you smile they actually love it so and with grief you're gonna feel like you're on a roller coaster ride this is very natural sometimes you wake up numb and you're thinking oh my gosh why am I waking up right now I wish I could go back to sleep and and sleep through this nightmare and not be awake and then other moments you wake up and you get a sign and you feel good and then there is a moment of the day that changes so Absolutely. And I love how you brought up uh, to not feel because I wasn't even thinking of that part Mm -hmm. on feeling the emotions. I was I was talking I was thinking more like the negative aspect of it. Don't suppress the negative feelings. But that's another good point. When you're feeling positive, then it could be maybe it's three months after it happened or six months. Um, Time once again, time does not really matter in these situations. It's all different. But when you're feeling positive, allow yourself to feel happy, and allow yourself to feel positive because it's not like you're feeling happy that they're not here. It's really, you're just continuing to move. You're continuing to live and you're continuing to experience life. And part of life is feeling the positive emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and honoring them by honoring yourself. And I think that this is a good point to kind of slow down on with the emotional piece that sometimes you will have to experience your emotions by yourself in a room. You know, and sometimes you'll have to take yourself outside to get out of the home and sit out in nature under a tree and experience the emotions. But really allow your intuition to guide you what, in what you need to feel and do. And don't stop that emotional um, moment to, to flow. Allow it to flow. Right. And even if it's something like traumatic from the past with your past loved ones, say it was like at the end of their life, you two, you had an argument with them or something or some disagreement and you feel really guilty about that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay. Feel those emotions too and then go back to number one too and realize you're still connected to this person. Yeah. And send them your intention. Send them your apology like you would yes. here on planet Earth as if they were here. And you'll feel um, the, re- I don't know the word I'm looking for, reciprocal. Yeah. The, you'll feel it coming back to you. Yeah, you and that's will. the way they're communicating. So that's another way they communicate Communicate is energetically. You send it out and then it's kind of like it goes circle and then it comes back in and you're like, oh. And it'll give you that satisfied feeling like you went up to them here on earth and said, hey, I'm sorry for this, this, and this. That's I didn't true. mean that. What I meant was to do it this way. Yes. 
And that could bring a lot of peace to you rather than just suppressing that emotion and, you know, drinking alcohol or doing drugs. And I think that's some things that people fall into is after someone passes away, especially if it's traumatic, they just start, they just start doing drugs and drinking Mm -hmm. alcohol and they don't never feel the emotions. So two years pass and it's as if it happened yesterday still. Because if you don't feel the emotions, yeah. you can't grow. You can't go through the emotions and allow them to become stronger. They just become weaker. So actually, you're not you're going the opposite way. That's true. It's making me think of something too because I felt like I was going through my emotions, but there are certain moments where I was drinking more than I normally would. And in college, I was always drinking, but in a different way, like in a fun, I mean, drinking it's not like a great thing to over it was more do like it a anyways. social social it was more social but in this situation it was more like masking yeah numbing the pain numbing so it. there were moments where i was feeling it and then numbing it and there's different ways we do it it's not just alcohol it's not just um drugs it could be overworking eating. overeating overdoing anything when you're overdoing something it starts to get that stale feeling to it and you're like wow i need to take a break from this mm-hmm. but where the addiction comes in is when you continue to do it even when it feels like that and that's when you're really just trying to suppress emotions and hide and once again this goes with emotions other than grief as well this you know people suppress a lot of people will suppress all negative emotions because they're unaware and then some people they'll come across the law of attraction or the power of positive thinking and they think that they have to suppress their emotions that way oh if I'm no but I gotta be positive I know it's like well yeah if someone passes away you're not going to feel positive. You're going to mm-hmm. feel very negative. You're going to feel sad. There's, you, you could feel that, that peace, maybe if they're older, that, you know, like, oh, I'm glad they're not hurting anymore. You know, you could feel peace and you could feel all these different emotions, but just feel them and understand that all life is, both, is made up of everything in between positive and negative. So we want to focus on the good, obviously. Focus on the good in everything that you've done with your past loved one, but also feel all the emotions Mm -hmm. like we keep going back to and also the forgiveness piece that you brought up before with the forgiveness I kept on thinking about a lot of clients that come to me that experience this pain they hold on to this guilt for so many years and it's like they want they they don't know that they need this but their past level will come through and say you don't need to blame yourself for this so like you were mentioning the last conversation like if there was an argument before they passed or also they might say, I feel guilty because I didn't get to, to be there when they died. They were alone when they died. Or I didn't get to say certain things that I wanted to say. They don't blame you. Even if they were angry when they were physically here and you guys had a falling out and then they passed away, they're not mad at you. They're okay. Everything's forgiven there. I think that's important to know. And I feel like it's that way because as you move to the other side, or as you're here on planet Earth and you start to hit the different levels on Maslow's hierarchy, self-actualization, mm-hmm. you start to see clearly. So when they go to the other side, they see clearly as if they're self-actualized here on planet Earth. So the situation to where you, when you, if you didn't see them enough. So like my uncle, the last year he was alive, I actually moved away. I was very close to my uncle. And right the last year he was alive, I moved away a year before he passed away and went away to college. And I did feel a little guilty about that after he passed away. But through building my rapport with him and understanding this, understanding that when he transitioned, he saw clearly. And my uncle told me this too. 
So I felt this in my heart too. I felt like, you know, Tony, I understand. Yeah, I remember and, you saying that. And I think they understand because they see clearly. They see the motives. They see your true intentions and they understand that we're humans and sometimes we do different things in a different way and it's never personal. So it's one of those things that they see. And, yeah, they can tell. And you don't have to feel guilty about it anymore. You really don't. And that's you, like the big part of... I feel like that's like the brick of grief is guilt. Like, I, I feel like that. There's some sort of guilt, so... I think so, too. Yeah. So, number three, right? We're on number three. Mm-hmm. So, first, we talked about continue to build your relationship with them. Second, we talked about feel the emotions. Third, we talked about continue to live fully. That's what or wait, we're wait, talking about No, right that's now. what we're talking about now. So... Third. This continuing to live fully is so important that we keep on going and and not feeling bad about being happy, doing the things that we want to do, right? Exactly. There, yeah. If you were supposed to go on a trip with them, do the trip. Don't don't hold back. Right. Don't stop your life, because after it could say it was your husband or wife that passed away or somebody that you see every day, and this is traumatic. Of course, you'll have to take off work, maybe you know several weeks or um, whatever you have to do. But my suggestion would be after that, after that period, to get back going, to get back living and doing the things that you normally would do if that person was here. Yeah. And it might take a little bit of time, but it's important to... I know. How do I say this? Because this is such a tough situation. I feel like you need time, downtime, but at the same time, you should go back into those things and and do the things that you want to do and not to stop living. Well, it's kind of like Jim Rohn always talks about, and this is something a little bit different, but he always talks about work work five or six days, take off one or two, but don't take off more. Because then if you take off more, the weeds start to come in. So it's the same thing here. If you take... If you stop your life too long after that grace period or after that period that you really do need, like mm-hmm. you're talking about, you do need that period of downtime afterwards with anybody who passes away. But if you stop it for too long, then the weeds start to take over and you start to get in this negative vortex. And then it's not good for anybody yeah, involved. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I went back to teaching 10 days after and I feel yeah, like that, that helped pretty, me. Yeah, exactly. That sounds I quick. I feel like I needed it. And I think everybody's different here too, so you got to like kind of sense yourself. Maybe Lindsay needed 10, maybe you might need 15, 20. You really got to tune into yourself. But like Lindsay said, she realized to the average person, they would be like, Lindsay, no, what are you doing? Don't go back to work. But looking back, she realized that it helped her. And I wouldn't have gone back actually after 10 days. I probably would have left and moved home. But I had this overwhelming feeling where I didn't want to leave Tampa and leave on the note of Nick passing away and right. it being negative, like a ne- negative experience in Tampa because I love Tampa. But also, I told you the story, and I've talked about it on here too, and I'll share it because I feel like it's important. Sometimes they have conversations with you before they pass. The positive ones focus on because sometimes there's going to be negative ones and don't focus on that. But we went to church, Nick and I, and on Sunday, the mass was all about, the sermon was about grieving and how you'd handle it. And Nick kept saying, if I ever died, I would never want um, my family or friends to go into debt or um, create addictions and stop living because death's a part of life. And I was so frustrated with him. I'm like, what? 
so you wouldn't care if I died? <laughs> like, can you see me saying right. that? Right, because it's, yeah, and, it's touchy in but, that part. But it was almost like that conversation needed to happen because I knew I couldn't just stop teaching. It kind of motivated me to go back. Exactly. It, I th- I would say that it propelled you. It propelled yeah, it your life. It really did. Because you, you started to live like you've never lived before. Yeah, that's what it was. Really. And... Um, that's what it. That's what it does. It'll it, it'll either put you the other way or it'll put you that way. And you took it and you ran with it, which yeah. which is a good thing. And it's like you said, throughout that time, you were feeling guilty. I'm sure at different moments, yeah. like, wait, am I supposed to be doing this? Yeah, I kept on feeling like a mix of emotions. Am I like supposed that. to be living fully? Am I supposed to be doing the things that me and Nick talked about? Right. Yeah. All those things, you know, in your heart, you're supposed to do it, but that guilt that human side of you comes into to where you you feel guilty about it. I think it was actually when I talked to Jason when he was giving me a reading from Nick and he came through and said, go on that trip. You need to go on the trip. I'm like, I don't want to go on the trip. I don't want to do anything. I just want to stay in bed. And he's like, you need to tell her she needs to go and do the trip that we were supposed to do. Which is part of why, going back to number one, keeping that relationship built because... If Lindsay didn't do that, that would have never happened. Even though it came through Jason to Lindsay, he was a medium. But once again, don't worry about where it comes through. Life, it's kind of like when people are praying to God, I'm praying to God, I'm I'm trying to get help. And then God or the universe sends four people. It's like they're on a boat. And the people keep coming by and they're trying to help the person. They're like, nope, I'm praying to God for help. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, allow the universe, allow God to do what it does yeah there's so many ways more miracles happened to me after that process than anything else it's a really weird feeling because grief is like the most horrible time in your life but at the same time there's really beautiful moments that can't be compared i was just talking to barb nick's um guardian about this too and i was like that was the worst time in my life but at the same time it was the best time because i feel like it brings you closer with certain people too it does and you start to see miracles and it does things that would never happen if it didn't happen kind yeah. of like bringing you closer to yeah. people and i always i like comparing things to nature because nature teaches a lot about us and it's mm-hmm. like right before it gets light outside it gets the darkest that it will ever be mm-hmm. that's true that's so true should we go to number four mm-hmm. So number four is, sorry, I wrote these all mixed up here. Number four is to keep your personal traditions alive. So this goes with number three too, kind of to where you just continue to live. But this is going specifically with the past loved one that you're thinking about right Mm -hmm. now. Think about the things that you used to do with this past loved one, whether it was, um, so for example, one of my friends, Dave, he used to cook food all the time. I didn't really cook with him. I would watch him cook. So now every time I'm cooking, I think of Dave and I channel Dave and I channel his creativity into cooking and then and his humor and his humor too. And he sends me these messages and he'll intuitively give me different things to do when I'm cooking with different seasonings to do or different ways of doing things. And I feel his presence when I'm cooking. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I keep thinking of like when we're hanging out and you're like, oh, I feel like Dave, Dave's saying this or Dave would like this. And we go into, we're hanging out making new memories and Dave is with us. So Tony's friend, Dave, I have a friend named Dave too, but specifically him when it comes to cooking or enjoying like the simple things of life. Right. Whatever I would, whatever I know that Dave would enjoy, like he, he would enjoy barbecuing at the beach, simple things. He's a very simple guy. And, um, 
when I'm doing those things, I do feel his presence. And I, and I feel, I, I know that our past loved ones are always with us, but I feel the fact that I'm aware of this and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm acknowledging it, it's making it happen even more so and more of a reality in my life. And that's, that's the point of us doing this episode is these experiences that I have with my past loved ones, because it doesn't only happen with Dave, it happens with all of them. When I'm playing the guitar, I feel my cousin Sebastian and he teaches me the guitar. When I'm doing anything that my past loved ones that I had a connect, connection with when they were here, I start to pull them into the energy of it. So you could do the exact same thing and doing a hobby or some kind of activity mm-hmm. that you two enjoy together, I think is the fastest way to bring their energy Definitely. into the day. Definitely. And also with this, I forget the title of this tip. It is to keep your personal traditions alive. Okay, so if you feel the need to celebrate their birthday after they passed, instead of being sad on their birthday, um, if you feel sad, feel sad. But also, on their birthday, celebrate it. You can light those lanterns, the sky lanterns, and celebrate it that way, or maybe their death anniversary. I know that's not, it doesn't feel like a celebration, but instead of celebration of death, celebrate their life and create new things. Now, one of the things that can come through too during my mediumship readings are um, if it's Mother's Day and a mother passed away, then they want their daughter to go get their nails done, something that they would do together or something that would treat the person that's still here. So doing things like that or putting on music that reminds you of them, um, you know, writing a message in a glass bottle and throwing it in an ocean, you know, whatever you have to do, to celebrate and and use that as a tradition but also if you're not feeling like you're in the mood to celebrate but you want to honor them then you can do this too and you could feel the emotions through that process and there's no time limit it could be 16 years later and you think that you're okay and all of a sudden a wave of grief comes over you it's always there it's always in the background it just comes in different forms it is and when that wave comes going back to number one or i think number two feel the emotions of it Mm And then use what we're talking about here to where you use that emotion and put it into um, some kind of action. Yes. And move it. Don't just sit there. If you just sit there on the couch and I mean, sometimes it's good to just sit there. Tune into yourself and you'll feel, I should just sit here now or I should go outside. Or be with people. Or I should go be with people. You have to really tune into your intuition and sense mm-hmm. that because it's all a big, uh, what do you see, uh, yin and yang type yeah, thing. You got to kind of balance everything out here. Definitely. So should we go to number five? Mm-hmm. Number five is the last one, and this pops up a lot on all a lot of our episodes. Yeah, like every episode. Because it's huge, and it's going to continue to pop up because it's not going away. Mm-hmm. We're not teaching technology programs here. We're teaching about things that I believe are truth. Yeah. And truth doesn't change. So number five is self-care. And I feel like that's a foundational truth of everything you're going to do in life. Yeah. And self-care means something different to everybody. And I always like to define it in, in our own words. Mm-hmm. At the beginning when we talk about it. You so to... self-care in my own words is taking care of your thoughts, your body, and your soul. Mm-hmm. Basically your entire being. Whatever you have to do to recharge and to to have that light feeling, that that calm mind, that centered of heart to where you can go throughout your day and be most effective, that's what you got to do. So for example, for me, it really helps me to wake up at four in the morning, three in the morning, five in the morning, around those areas and start my day, you know, and to go get a workout. I have workout partners that I meet up with and this recharges me like no other. And 
anybody who does a positive start to their day or positive morning routine, it's going to recharge them. Yeah. So once again, like with all of these, you have to tune into yourself and figure out what works best for you in the morning. Like for me, I like doing weight training and exercising and reading. Um, I would say do some kind of self-care in the morning, taking yeah. care of your thoughts, your body, and your soul. Yeah. And another thing is, is you might have one of those days where you just want to stay in bed and watch a funny movie. Mm -hmm. During grief, you're going to have those moments. So if it means to get in your pajamas and relax all day and watch the funny movie or even watch a sad movie to get the emotions stirring up, because sometimes we feel numb and we can't get there thinking of our own um, situation. Sometimes watching a movie helps release that and it actually uncovers a piece of our own grief when we watch the sad movie having to do with some sort of grief. So I think that's important too. But also I remember how powerful and still remember how powerful taking baths, um, even like salt baths, filling filling the bath with Himalayan salt and or rose petals or something that's very light and clearing. Um, and another thing that you could do too is um, get massage or acupuncture, some sort of healing touch because during grief you do need that. Absolutely you do. So all of those different things. And I want to add to it as well, um, everything we're talking about in this episode is part of the self-care. So feeling your emotions, mm -hmm. building that personal relationship with your past loved ones. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Continuing to live fully. So keeping doing the, the hobbies, alive. keeping the tra traditions alive, doing things that you're pulled to. Really self-care is every second of the day tuning into that pulse inside, that drummer boy or that drummer girl inside that's telling you to go this way or that way to do this. Or And I think that's self-care. I think self-care is every second of your day, you're doing things that, that, that honors yourself. Yeah, and, and in turn it honors your past loved ones. And then in turn it honors your past loved ones because if, if you passed away, or if I passed away, what would you want for your past loved ones? You would want them to live fully, mm -hmm. to feel their emotions, to continue your traditions. You'd want them to do all these things. Yeah. And to take care of themselves. It's and, true. And like Lindsay said, it could, it could be, it can mean a salt bath, or it can mean going for a walk, going to get a piece of chocolate cake. That doesn't sound like self-care to a lot of people, but sometimes you need a piece of chocolate cake. That's from Co true. From Kojak's on the street, right? Yeah. If you're in Tampa, you have to get their chocolate cake, definitely. But that's true, and you have to pay attention to it. And everything that's overindulgent, like if it's eating food, and I used to eat macaroni and cheese constantly, and it felt good in the moment, but then after you kind of think, oh, intuitively, I got to change something. I got to really take care of myself. So do these things that are important for your soul and your mind and your body. Absolutely. And if you want more tips on self-care, go watch the rest of our episodes because I yeah. feel like all of our episodes, we always put them. it's all about self-care because once again, self-care is following that instinct inside of you every second of the day and honoring it. Yes. We hope, I think we covered everything. We did. I'm pretty sure. Okay. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Share with us. You can share with us a memory of you and your past loved one or something that honors your past loved one or something that you experience by listening to us speak and hopefully you can take away something from this episode to help you during your process. Thank you so much and we will see you next time. See you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes and remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. 
If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day. 